Duel in the Crown, the most famous race in the world, the ultimate driver's test, it's the Monaco Grand Prix. Brilliant. Glad it's back. Tom, Nick, <laughs> you the same? Wow, that was enthusiastic, wasn't it? It was. That's exactly how I feel about this weekend. It was uh, what I thought was Spain was going to be, Monaco was. Mm. Yeah, you've jinxed uh, it. I, I jinxed it. Every race from now on is going to be terrible. <laughs> Spain wasn't, so everything else is, is, is turning. It's upside down. Yeah. Uh, it's Monaco Grand Prix. Obviously, we missed it last year. Back this year. Um, going into the weekend, everyone kind of thought Red Bull would have the advantage. Um, Mercedes were thought to be a close number two, but at least in practice and qualifying, it didn't turn out that way. Through FP1, it was actually Sergio Perez topping the timesheets, and the surprise of the weekend started off with Ferrari being quite close to the top. And yeah. the speculation was, it was like, oh, it's only free practice. Exactly. Whatever. The speculation was that it was show, times for yeah. show initially in practice, but as the week progressed, it became clear that that joint mm-hmm. Ferraris around this track, anyway, have actually got a lot of pace. Which was very nice to see. Not that I really care about Ferrari so much, but it was. Uh, I don't know why I started singing that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> why, if you're not the podcast, what does it rest in song? <laughs> I've got to sing it. <laughs> Hamilton, the podcast for Formula Anyway. Um, yeah, wow. I think. I don't know why they were particularly good around here. Did either of you two have any theories? I'm guessing probably it's not a big aero track and it's not a high speed track, so it must mean that the yeah, chassis. They're very good. Yeah. On the uh, the low speed corners. Oh, interesting, but I also why think, I don't know. Yeah, but Al- Alpha were a bit quicker this weekend as well, right? With the Ferrari engine. Mm. I'm wondering if it's how the True. how the engine delivers the power as well, right? That it could be. Maybe they're not very quick in the top end, and so there's no straights here, so that's not really a. Mm. Pure speculation on my part. But. It, didn't, it, it didn't exactly help us, so. <laughs> so. Ah, well, well, well. Well, do you know what? Mick Schumacher was actually up there in free practice until he binned it. Mm. Um, mm. And then, obviously, he wasn't able to qualify, right? I've jumped ahead a bit. Yeah. So, he yeah. they, they could have done something. You never know. You see, up there. He was 18th. Well, that's improvement. <laughs> he wasn't back row. Yeah. To be fair, in, F- yeah. in FP3 before he crashed, he was sitting P14. Yeah. Um, so in practice, there was probably three notable crashes. Sonoda and FP2, which uh, cost him the rest of the running in that session. I think I think it may have actually been the same corner that Leclerc ended up crashing next to the swimming pool. I didn't oh. see the Sonoda one, but uh, this is now the, the time I need to insert my rant about that curb. Right, go I'm on. not a fan of that curb. I'm <laughs> not a fan of that curb. <laughs> Let's do it now. It's a swimming pool. You turn right, and there's a wall. And you turn left, there isn't a wall. There's this sausage curb. Mm. It's mm. been a, a debate for many years there. There's a famous video on the F1 YouTube channel where they went like in the scenes of the driver's briefing, uh, which is like an episode of The Office, but less interesting. And <laughs> they mentioned the curb, and Charlie White says something like, oh, well, it's the same size as every other curb. But just for whatever reason... On that location, on that corner, I'd rather a wall. Now, okay, it's interesting because Max has crashed there in qualifying, right? Our free practice was it last year. Leclerc's crashed in qualifying this time. Shinoda's crashed in free practice. But um, in the Porsche Super Cup race on the same weekend, it caused like other accidents because a car leapt over it. Mm. Then obviously couldn't steer, hit the wall, and the car behind then drove into it. So it's wrecked two cars, races... Um, mm. And those cars were like leaping over it, and I just think I'd rather have a wall. And it, what would you think about it? It's very extreme. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's there to be the like the second most obvious deterrent other than a wall. Just cut that because if you cut that, as we know from the F one twenty twenty games, where you can <laughs> you can cut it quite easily. And you can get, cut it in the game and not yep. get your lap yeah. time deleted. Uh, you're going to gain a hell of a lot of time. So it seems like a necessary evil rather than having a, yeah. a small curb, but then you're going to hear about track limits all day, every day. Um, and I just, I don't know if they'll put a wall there just for safety anymore, because it used to be a wall. 
That used to be quite a tight corner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why there's not a wall there. Basically, my I, I, I've got a feeling it's for to give a better angle for the cameras. Possibly. Uh, so you can see them coming through the the first the right hander. But yeah. Oh well, it, it provided entertainment. There or not. Sorry. I was trying to think if anyone's crashed there back years before that's caused them to change it but I don't remember anyone no. yeah I don't either yeah so no. it wasn't like she was a huge safety thing I don't think I think it's basically mm. more dangerous now is what I'm trying to say mm. yeah so we have all this big advancements in F1 and I know it provided entertainment but really I think that is a backward step alright and that is the end of the curb rant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, it's, it's almost sort of a double punishment. If you mess up the end with that corner, you're going flying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be complete suspension broken or parts of the car broken or you smash into the wall. Do you remember the old Singapore sling that used to be like that? The old triple <laughs> oh. CK with the mad curb. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, those were the days. Yeah. Now, you see, I'm being a hypocrite because I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's just launching cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't make any sense. To be fair, it probably is something no. that they've all changed because they are looking at modifying the track after this year. But oh, as Ros Braun said mm-hmm. over the weekend, hundreds of people have looked at changing this track to make it better and no one's found a solution. So <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. not holding my breath. But the other two crashes in practice were Latifi, I think, binned it in the wall, and then Schumacher really mm. binned it in the wall at the exit of Casino Square. Yeah. You know your corner names? Yeah. Nick. Well, that, that's Tom for the corner names. Ah! Is it Tom for the corner <laughs> yeah. names? Yeah, yeah. It was on the exit of Casino. Yep, and they ripped mm. the, basically ripped the back end off. Yeah, half a million pounds it cost, apparently, to rebuild that. Yeah. Oh, God. Which is astronomical. It was only a very small correction as well, where he was going through the corner, but it's just where it was. It just totaled the car. Yeah, I also think it's just that these Pirelli tires again, isn't it? These fat tires mm-hmm. and the compound when it's very hard to like catch a slide without it snapping or exaggerating. Yeah. Maybe it's a downforce as well, not just the tires. But yeah, mm. and speaking especially of, on that car. yeah, especially on that car, yeah. And speaking of the casino, does mm. either of you know the difference between Monaco and Monte Carlo? No, isn't Monte Carlo? Oh, is that the name guess? of the city and Monaco is the name of the area or the other way around? Kind of, yes. I'll give you a point for that. Yeah. Monaco is actually mm. the name of the country or principality. Monte mm. Carlo is an air, one area of, of Monaco is the and it's the area around Casino Square. Mm. Now, there is a rally called the Rally Monte Carlo, WRC, famous mm. one. Paddy Hopkirk won it in a mini and all this. That's not held in Monte Carlo. That's no. held in the mountains it's actually probably in France yeah uh, but the Formula 1 race is called the Monaco Grand Prix and it's held in Monte Carlo so really what I'm saying is it should be Rally Mon- <laughs> Monaco and Formula 1 Grand Prix of Monte Carlo God, you are in the mood tonight aren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it I've retired nothing else you've retired <laughs> so basically we've got it all wrong yep we've got it backwards yep F- F1 is usually stupid <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call it Monte Carlo from now on the Monte Carlo Grand Prix. Yep, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So qualifying. No Mick Schumacher, which means Mazepin outqualified his teammate. He did. Yeah. Well, well done to him. Congratulations. He was. I'm still six tenths off Latifi though, who was in front of him. Um, and then the two other surprises: Alonso P17, Sonoda P16. Although Sonoda has become yeah. less of a surprise. That's not a surprise. No. Yeah. Alonso is second behind Gasly as well. Oof. That's like Red Bull. Painful. Yeah. <laughs> George Russell scraped it into Q2, mm-hmm. but basically went no further, right? No. No. Kept his record. P15 for him. Um, no thoughts on Alonso. Just still getting used to the car. Yeah, it's not the best track for a car you're not comfortable with, though, I suppose, which Ricardo proved as well. Yeah, um, he said after the race, basically the start of the season's been tricky for the drivers that have moved or come mm-hmm. back because of the just the, the tracks that they've had. They've had uh, Bahrain and Spain, which they know well, mm-hmm. but then 
Uh, Imola, they don't know. Portimao, everyone raced there six months ago, apart from the. So everyone's used to it, apart mm. from the guys that have moved. Uh, and then Monaco, which is really, really difficult. Just really difficult in general, yeah. yeah. And then he, he seems to think that by France, they're getting back to more normal tracks. So Azerbaijan, I don't think he's expecting much either. Yeah, with all these driver moves and stuff and returnees, you've got to give it half a year before it gels, I think. Yeah. If Alonso's mm. still getting in Q3 at, by that point, not every race, but even ever so often, then you have to start questioning, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah. But I'll I, mean, I think in Q1, I, I looked that it was just over half a second between 6th and 16th. Ooh, good so it's quite tight for everyone. Like just a few little improvements can jump you up that grid. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, the lap times were tumbling in Q1. Mm. From when they started. Mm. Q2, Kimi went out, Stroll, Ricardo. Ricardo was probably surprised with Ocon P11. Mm. And then big shout out to Giovinazzi. Yeah. Getting into Q3 for the first time yeah. this year. Pro skills. Very what impressive. What should we say? Giovinazzi? Oh, jo- Giovinazzi. Is it Giovinazzi? Apparently, according to Connie's favourite man, Crofty. Giovinazzi. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh. Ah, let's <laughs> not. Let's not. <laughs> His mic broke at the start of the race, and I was oh, so yeah, that happy. Was it was like on the <laughs> intro, like to, like he's just doing his intro as the, you've got the aerial shots of the city and everything, and you could just hear him screaming and the uh, TV <laughs> booth, and you just hear the echo of him like trying to scream down the mic. Yeah. But it was, it was broken. I was like, yes, it's done. Uh, <laughs> and then about ten seconds later, it was back. Unfortunately, oh, they had a backup mic. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, I, did, did, I don't know if you've seen uh, the joy of Ted Kravitz after the race. Since we're on TV commentator. Yeah, yeah, go on. Mm. I'll just do F1. I won't go into football and things like that. But F1. <laughs> Ted Kravitz has the most awkward interaction ever with uh, Christian Horner. Oh, really? After the race. Oh, I don't know. You've not seen it then? Oh, no, no, I'll watch it. Is it in his notebook? Yeah, Horner's on the way to Top Channel 4 and. Uh, Ted just stops him and starts asking questions and the media woman's like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? And he starts asking him about the flexible ring and the rest of it and Horner just stonewalls him. <laughs> and they're standing for about a minute with the media woman trying to pull him away and Ted is just rambling on his usual self. So yeah, please, new new, uh, new F1 team. Uh, Ricardo yeah. was the big surprise, by the way, of, of uh, Q2, I thought. Yes, back on topic, yeah. thanks. <laughs> no, that's all yeah, right. Thank, 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 thanks for pulling it back because I was about to go off on the TV director, but I'll do that later. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, yeah. Up. That was. Uh, <laughs> that's coming. <laughs> so, yeah, Ricardo, yeah, that's a shocker. I think as it well, is. a lot of that for Ricardo apparently is to do with the brakes, which was a big problem for him when he went to Renault. It was. It took him a year it to get took on top him, of that. Yeah, and apparently the McLaren braking is very different to both the Red Bull one and the Renault. Interesting. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, at least at least with Ricardo, he was good in the last race, right? Mm-hmm. So, even though he's adjusting, he's still got the the moments of ah, oh, wow. For example, Alonso, I'm not really seeing that at the minute. And also with the braking, actually, um, going back slightly, that's apparently is one of the other reasons that Ferrari were very competitive. Is they're very good on the brakes. Ah, interesting. Right. Well, they certainly need those around here. Yeah. But yeah, also just just to reiterate, shout out to Giovinazzi, Giovinazzi. <laughs> Antonio. That's nice. Antonio. Yeah, in the Alfa Romeo for, for Q3. That's pretty special. Yeah. And uh, he finished up on the two times fine, Sergio Perez in P9, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. And he's actually, his Q2 time is quicker than Perez's Q3 time. Which. Shows it shows pretty good mm. pace to be honest. Superb. Um, shows pretty shocking pace from Perez. Um, yeah. Perez was held up though on his run. Yeah, but but before he was held up, he did <laughs> mess up the, sh- the swimming pool. Yeah. So just not ideal in general there for Perez, unfortunately. He's not the only one though. No. Nope. Vettel P8, which actually Aston Martin, that's brilliant. Yeah, bravo. Yeah. Uh, bravo. Hamilton P7. Absolute shocker. Yep. Q, uh, FP1, FP2, happy with the car. 
make some changes, come back on Saturday, and the car is nowhere. And he uh, he was very vocal publicly about how unhappy <laughs> he was with the car and his team, which isn't isn't a surprise, but um, it, it, it you're you're just always surprised when uh, the, a driver actually criticises his team publicly. I suppose yeah. he's got that quote, and he's he's not shy in praising them. So it's kind of allowed, but it is weird. Yeah. James Vows um, done a a, po- a post race debrief on YouTube basically, um, and said that basically between Thursday practice and Saturday just lost confidence. The car couldn't get the temperature in the tires, mm. and basically there was not really any big differences in setup between Valtteri and Lewis. No right. But for some reason, Valtteri was able to get the tires up to temperature and had more confidence than Hamilton did. It's also this is going to sound a bit bad, but so a bad job from Hamilton, I think, in qualifying, which is mm-hmm. a rare thing. He's allowed an off day. Um, it doesn't really go the best round here, anyway. Now, he has won it three times, mm. but if you think about how many times he's won in the other races, it's not. You know, with the dominance of the last few years. He's won it in 2008, 2016, 2019. It seems weird to say that he should have won more or could have won more, but obviously it gets messed up with strategies and stuff. There was one year, right? Uh, reasonably recently. Yeah. yeah. But would, would either of you like to guess who has the most wins around Monaco? Or Monte Carlo, as I'm calling it now, sorry. Is that on the current grid? or No, in ever. Senna? Correct. Senna's won it six times. Yeah. There's a tie for second with five wins. Do you want to have a guess of those? Prost. Prost, I was thinking. No, he's he's third with four. Mm. So who um, else? Has, who's won it five times that's not Lewis Hamilton or Ayrton Senna? I know um, Nico Rosberg's won it quite a few times, but yeah. I don't think it's that many. That's a good Jim, good shout. He's won it with Jim Clark. Ooh, no, unfortunately not. But just Rosberg, mm. he's won it three times as well as Hamilton in the Hamilton mm. era. So it just shows that Hamilton is beatable around here, I think. I'll uh, I'll give you one more guess. Sure. Jackie Stewart. Oh, no, he's won That's it three times. Shout, he's no. won it three times. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Michael Schumacher. I don't oh, want yeah. to see him. It would seem too obvious. <laughs> yeah. yeah <same>. <laughs> <laughs> and Graham Hill. Mr. Monaco was his nickname there. Oh, yes. Ah, of course. The, the oh, only person yeah. to ever win the unofficial Triple Crown as yet. Yeah. There we go. Um, anyway, qualifying, sorry. <laughs> uh, Gasly, P6. Go, go, Gasly. One's uh, favourite. <laughs> Wando in his usual P5. Sainz, P4, Bottas, 3. Stappen, 2. Leclerc, 1. But Leclerc binned it at the swimming pool. Controversial. And ruined, yeah. everyone's, ruined everyone's lap. And would have probably been P2 or P3 if Bottas and Leclerc finished their lap. Uh, Bottas and Verstappen, sorry, had finished their laps. But I think 10 people were going to be in second position on, according to all the team radios. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Every driver was annoyed. Sites, oh my yeah. word. But, uh, you know, Max was swearing like a trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't know until you finished. You know, so you can't no. ever say, oh, I lost it or whatever. Do you think Leclerc did it on purpose? No, no, no. No chance. No. I mean, you see everyone, like, literally scraping along that barrier all weekend and he ju- it looks like he misjudges it by a lot yeah. mm. and hits the inside wall but if you look at it it's probably like a centimetre mm. he's misjudged it um, and it's broken his steering arm and sent him across your favourite curb into the wall yeah. yeah he did say as well that he hit the wall in a previous run ever uh, so slightly and it helped get round the corner so he was going <laughs> to do that again oh right like, just just skimmed it basically and it yeah. said it, that it turned the car better, and he was trying to duplicate that and got it wrong. That's a marginal gain, that isn't it? Bloody hell, such a risk. Yeah, yeah. My first thought was that that gearbox is done. Uh, yeah. It turns out it was wrong. The gearbox was fine. Yeah, yeah. But my initial thought was, oh, I don't think that will make the race. Um, oh really? And and P one anyone? I thought. I didn't even bat an eyelid. I thought, oh well, he's on pole. Well done. No problem. Mm. But, but only because Latifi had a similar accident and he, he didn't make it from... He didn't make mm. it to qualifying. So I thought, well, if Williams could do it, 
<laughs> for attitude. And Max has crashed it, it before, and there was no problem getting him ready for it, was there? Uh, he, I think he started from the pit lane that year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was just that the back end swung and just gave a weak clout, which uh, seems to destroy gearboxes in his yeah. car. But it didn't. It didn't. Mm. So Gert was on pole up until about half an hour before the race. Yeah. Uh, and then he wasn't. Um, on the, I think it was the go up to the grid, yeah, wasn't it? Um, yeah. He thought the gearbox had went, so pulled into the garage. But it turns out, I think they were saying it was a left drive shaft that was damaged. Was, yeah. The opposite but side no one, to the crash. Yeah, no one checked oh, that side of the weird. car because it wasn't the side that crashed. Right. Yeah, because originally I'd heard that they weren't allowed to change the part because it wasn't visibly damaged, but it's the fact that they didn't check for any damage. Apparently they did a, a cursory check but they didn't do an in-depth check on that side of the car. Makes mm. sense, but unfortunate. Makes sense, but in hindsight it looks like yeah. A, yeah. a stupid decision, but as you say, you know, if, if that side of the car has not been damaged, it's not your first protocol when mm. they were so concerned about the gearbox. I think it would have been an amazing race if Leclerc was in it, because maybe as you suggested there, he didn't have the outright pace. Yeah. And there would have been like at least some, no, well, of, not overtaking, but some strategy plays for the win, right? Exactly, because you would have had two Ferraris in the top four. Yeah. Yep. Um, which would have been, would have forced Verstappen and Bottas into doing different things. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Quite out before the race began, to be fair, they did stay for the full race, which, if you're putting mm-hmm. them, I would have been yeah. home since home's two minutes away. Yes. Yeah. He uh, watched it from the balcony. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'd be hanging about for the next two hours. So start, I guess. Verstappen now starts on pole, but stick keeps his piece of grid slot, which Red Bull were trying to change. Why yeah. has that ever changed though? Ever? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. So apparently, there's lots of things they would have to change in order to, for that to happen. Well, every there's other car on the grid has and to. everything. Right, okay. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I'm I, fine with them starting where they were. Makes sense to me. Mm. I did like the FIA team radio being played, though, regarding that. I didn't I didn't catch that. Yep. Uh, the actual conversation between the FIA and Red Bull was broadcast. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. So it's the same thing. I've done it now. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm quite happy with that. You should hear those things if they're, they're trying to, for an angle, advantage. Um. Mm. But they were also worried because they were on the slow side of the grid with yeah. Bottas behind. And um, Verstappen got away well and just cut across Bottas so he couldn't, he couldn't make a run. Yes, you will not go that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bottas got the better start though. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it would have been, a, again, a really interesting race if Bottas got in front. Because, as we'll cover in a bit, he could keep pace with Max, but then the tyres start. I think on both Mercedes, the tyres started wearing out halfway through the stints quicker than everyone else. Yeah. And if he was in the lead, that would have been exciting. True. I, I just want to start as well, before the start happened. I could be wrong and I've not gone back and checked it, but um, I swear at Raskas, the penultimate corner, or the hairpin, one of the alphas on the on the warm-up lap was like almost stalled or really stuck or really slow. I thought oh, that as well because the camera yeah. cut away and it basically parked and I thought it was just stopped there. But and I, I thought, it... oh, this start is abandoned. Yeah, I, but I think he was doing a burnout. He's stopping to do that. Interesting. Um, it seemed to take a while for everybody then to then line up. Yeah, I, I thought the same because the, the camera cut away and I went, oh, this is not happening, is it? Yeah, I was very surprised when it started. It just took forever to line up, and it was this alpha. I don't know if it was Kimmy or I think it was Kimmy, but go back and confirm it. There's one, uh, yeah, I think you're right, I think it was Kimmy, because uh, Giovinazzi or Giovinazzi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as we found out, uh, well, we're, we're not very good at Italian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he was too far up for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alonso, I think, got a couple of places at the start, and then Mitch yeah. Schumacher put a nice move on Mazepin into the hairpin. Yeah, that was definitely this is my team. Yes, kind of manoeuvre. It was a really good manoeuvre, but it's one overtake and Brundle compared him to his dad, and I was like, 
En- yeah, yeah. Enough already. I thought that as well. Enough already. You know, yeah. it's for last place or whatever penultimate position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the overtaker of the first lap, though, was Giovinazzi. I don't know if you saw this. Mm. But in the background, he went round the outside of Ocon at Mirabeau mm. before the Grand Hotel happened. And he wasn't even like side by side into the braking zone. He just outbraked him, went all the way around the outside. And then on the exit of that corner, he's still going right because of the wall and he just squeezed past. Yeah. And so that ah. was that was really impressive. Now, Ocon actually got him off the start line, so he was re overtaking. Yeah. But uh, uh. I recommend watching on the Formula One YouTube channel the um, the best of the onboards. Because I spotted mm-hmm. it in the race, but there was no replay. And then you can, yeah. you can see it from both point of views. It's pretty amazing especially on the exit they're so close to the wall on the cars because i did kind of see that but i actually thought it was a defense right because on the grid they were the other way around yeah. anyway so now if you look before that realize. corner he's like a car length behind him as well it comes from a long way back mm. and right the way around the outside uh very uh excellent move because he has got a reputation of making loads of positions at the start and i've always sort of gone oh yeah, yeah but it's just start line look or he's on a different compound tire but this one was yes. backed it up the theory so check it out. Yeah, we'll have to have a look. And Best overtake of the race. That was the end of the overtakes. <laughs> uh, yes. On track, anyway. Yeah. Well, there was one more, but uh, it wasn't a real one. Was it? Because Mazepin got back past Schumacher. He did. Schumacher, I think, had engine issues during the middle yeah. of the race. He did. Fuel pressure. Hmm. So, uh, is that the first time Mazepin's finished above him? I think so. Well yeah, done. well, it's one of the first times he's finished. <laughs> well done, Nikita. While we're talking about him, can we talk about the radio message? Well, they Which... can change his buttons. I'm at Monaco, man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, the instructions were like uh, extremely complicated, like rally pace notes or something, or yeah. long division during yeah. the race. Like, what's the square root of 34 <laughs> divided by three? It was crazy, wasn't it? The length of stuff. But if 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 other drivers are doing the same without complaints, then it's just maybe a, a rookie mm. thing. He'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. suppose there's not a big straight for him to do all buttons. And no, all. there isn't. Yeah. yeah. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he only blocked one person, I think, during the weekend that I saw. Oh. I think he, I think he bo- blocked Verstappen in the practice, but I didn't see him getting involved at any other point. Which is well pretty good for him. Um, on his strategy, I think Snowder was on the hards and then just went forever on them. And yep. didn't really help him. No, it didn't. Uh, I think most of the guys at the top were on the softs. Um, Hamilton blinked first and pitied in the midfield, trying to undercut everyone. Uh, Gasly, Vettel, Perez all stayed out. And Gasly stayed ahead, and Vettel and Perez jumped him. It's uh, a mistake, or is it a benefit of hindsight saying Overcut was better? Mm. It is weird that an Overcut's it's... better, right? Yeah, but I think for Mercedes in particular, um, apparently one of their big issues this season, but in particular in Monaco, has been tyre warm-up. And so Mm. by bringing him in first, Gazi was able to carry on at the same speed as Hamilton was on his new tyres because he couldn't get much temperature. Yep, that's a good point. So knowing that, they shouldn't have tried the undercut. Well, Lewis said on the radio, like, I saved the tyres to go along. Mm. Yeah. And then James Faust and that deep has said that they were worried about Hamilton dropping back from Gasly. Um, mm. So they were obviously still, as you said, they were eating the tyres a bit quicker than everyone else. Because it didn't look like anyone else was thinking about stopping. They all seemed pretty pretty happy on what they were doing. Yeah. But I noticed one thing with Verstappen as well, actually, that um, he got to like 19 seconds ahead of Vettel quite early on and then just kept it there. Mm. And I felt like he was doing that him or Red Bull were doing that deliberately to stop Bottas from pitting early because hmm. he, if he'd have pitted he would have come out behind him oh yeah clever I'm with you now I don't know if that's true but I just thought it was odd that he pulled out that gap and then never went past the point at which the pit stop could be done yeah that's true very clever and the other, the other thing as well was you know 12 laps in or whatever Bottas is still there or thereabouts one and a half seconds behind Max mm-hmm. but then it's clear he starts struggling and they're actually science is catching up yeah. with Bottas quite quick and the, the tyres have, mm-hmm. have gone off for the Mercedes and I'm wondering if 
the team was looking at Bottas's tyre wear and going to Lewis. Well, yeah, same could happen to you here, so let's get you in early. Because on lap 24, they said, it's all happening soon. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whereas everyone else seemed to be relatively comfortable. Um, so it was just happening for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lewis was not a happy boy in radio after that. Um, no. Well, unsurprising, no. to be honest. Because yeah. mm-hmm. their only chance of getting past anyone was in the pit stops. Yeah. As, as we saw, it's well, pretty much impossible to overtake Van in these cars. There was no mm-hmm. one even close. No one even made a, an attempt into the, into the chicane after the tunnel or anything. No, they didn't. There, was, there wasn't even a late lunge into Raskas. There was nothing. No. Like, there was no one that was near anyone. Um, but Wando was plugging away quite well. Same as Sainz. They were plugging away quite well. And then Bottas pits. And that's it. All done for him. Yeah. Um, apparently, what happened anyway, as they're saying, is that Bottas stopped slightly short of his marks. Oh. Which, which meant that the front right wheel gun went onto the wheel nut at a slight angle. And when yeah. the, the mechanic pushed the button, instead of gripping onto the teeth and pulling the, the nut off, it ended up machining mm-hmm. it smooth, or relatively smooth. Which meant that it was stuck on, and there's no way of getting it off. Is it off yet? Nick, did it's not been said, but it should be. Did you go yeah. over there, Nick, and get it off for them? <laughs> no. Uh, but I know at least on Tuesday, I think it was still, it was still attached on. to the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Ferrari offered to help them get the uh, wheel off, apparently, while still at the track. Oh, really? Ferrari. Yeah, but it, it either wasn't accepted, or they couldn't do it either. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's no way getting that nut off uh, yeah, at all without either like a big massive industrial vice <laughs> like a Jaws of Life situation to grab on it or you're going to have to grind and cut it off it is a crazy scenario I'm wondering you know because the pit stops are so quick now everything mm. must be at such a fine margin to get that speed that once yeah. like but a couple of factors and we end up with a scenario where the car's retired because they couldn't get a wheel off, which is weird. Yeah. To be fair, if it's if it's so easy to do, and it only takes the wheel gun mm. to be like half a degree off center, why has yeah. it not happened before or after? Because I've seen people go short and long mm-hmm. in pit stops before. It just seems odd that it wasn't like he was massively off his marks, and it is not like he had to shuffle over. But it seems so strange that. Such a small mistake is absolutely yeah. smoothed out that wheel nut. But it th- has happened many times before, but never to that degree. No, um, they've machined it slightly, but realised that's what's happening, and then they can actually still get the nut off. But mm. yeah, to have it completely stuck on. The the guy knew it straight away as well as well, yeah. right? It, it was just like shaking his head, going, "Well, can't do anything about it." And like, no. someone else is going, "Yeah, try it again." Well. All right, but yeah, it's, it's not. It's not like when like a jam jar would get stuck and you get a towel and stuff to get it off. Just get someone out with a towel, we'll wrap it around it, it'll come. Like uh, that's there's no way that's coming off. So did you see how annoyed Bottas was? No, I never seen anything. Seen anything on the, he didn't say anything on the radio, but um, he, when he gets out of the car and he walks behind it, he throws his gloves, throw one of his gloves right somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And then throws another one when he's in the garage. So, hmm. understandably frustrated. Because, yeah. I'm not saying he necessarily had a chance to win, but second is good when Hamilton's far down. And yeah. you never know what would happen if there was a safety car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. Disaster. So, that pretty much finished the race. Yeah, I'm not trying. Yep. Sainz was going pretty well. He's now in P2. I think he got the gap down to about three seconds at one point behind Verstappen. Mm-hmm. But. It's one of those. Max has probably got a lot in reserve, um, and as soon as he hit traffic, he signs dropped well back. Um, he says he, he pretty much done his tires and overtaking traffic and sliding. And Lando P three, yeah, held off Perez at the end, who was coming at him quick. Yeah. Um, after he overcut three cars. Yeah. Yeah, that was nicely done. He was really fast once they, um, or once everyone else came in and let him go. 
He uh, was very impressive, very easy with Perez. Sorry, Norris was very impressive. Perez was closing in. And Norris said something on the radio like, no radio now. Hmm. Yeah. And um, it could have been very easy to make a mistake there because mm-hmm. Perez was within a second, basically, then for every lap for the rest of the race. Yeah. And Lando got to warnings at the start of the race on the black and white flag for cutting the chicane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, correct. Um, yeah. He got like the black and white flag in like, lap seven, which meant he had to do 16 laps without making the same mistake. Yeah, that but, intense focus. Yeah, because if he'd done it again, it's a five-second penalty. So. Yeah, which would have ruined the podium yeah, so in the bin. He'd have had to put Perez in the wall to try and keep it. Yeah, yeah. and he got to lap his teammate. He did. That's embarrassing. Was, the ignominy yeah. of that for Ricardo. Mm. What did you think of the McLaren livery? Special golf livery for the weekend. I did like it, but I preferred it in still pictures than to actually on the TV. Right, mm. I've got a theory about that. I, I agree. The best part about the livery reveal wasn't the livery itself. It's the background of those pictures that car's on. Yeah. <laughs> Which made it look ten times better. I feel mm. like most people are reacting to the background when they saw that livery. Than the actual yeah. um, livery itself, it just made it pop. Very yeah. clever. The blue stood out a lot more. I thought. Mm. I think they whacked the vibrance up on in Photoshop for the livery, <laughs> yeah. and then on TV it was like, eh. But I see they're making. Uh, someone's already announced they're making like a limited edition model of it and all this, and there's a lot of hype around oh, it. Yeah. So, um, but I won't be buying it. I did also like Lando's um, helmet design as well, and I didn't notice it until one of the replays in the race where he's got goggles on top of the helmet. I didn't see that. That painted on. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're they're both wearing for a retro style helmet, but Lando went more retro than Ricardo. I think Ricardo had like a hole in the streets and everything scribbled on the side of it. Um, But she definitely did not. (laughs) No. This weekend. Um, We probably missed out the most. Uh, well, yep. certainly the only thing in the race that got my heart, <laughs> my blood pressure yes. up a bit, which is uh, when Vettel comes out the pits after uh, doing overcut, he's side by side with Gasly coming up the hill. Who's going to get ahead going through Casino Square? Who knows? Because the TV director cuts away to Lance Stroll bouncing across a curb. <laughs> yes. My for favourite n- curb. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was yes, so bad. It was not good. The only bit of action during the race, the TV dates are cut away. And then what infuriated me Twice. more, yeah, <laughs> they went to show a replay later <laughs> and they cut away mid replay to show, yeah. I think, Sergio Perez in the pits. <laughs> it's like, what and are they you doing, man? They never showed the replay again either, did they? No. I think Sky had to show it themselves, like, an hour after the race. Mm. What is uh, going on? When In that first cut, I thought it was a crash. Yeah. Because it was right at this moment. And I think Gaz's car's bottoming mm. out. Bottoming out. There's a bit of like yeah. sparks or rubbish coming out the bat- uh, back of it because he's offline. And it, and I'm like, oh, that you can't get two cars through there. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, this is a massive crash. Changes the complexion of the race. Safety car. Um, nope. But I have to hand it to both drivers for amazing pulling that off. When you watch the onboard, yeah. there's no. I don't understand how Gasly makes that like left right kink on on that line he's at. Mm. But then also, Vettel has the confidence to to know, I'm going to turn in now. (laughs) It was a bit of an old school Vettel. Came came back briefly there. Yeah. So, amazing move. Monaco have their own race director, don't they? As well. It's not Uh, the FOM director. Makes sense. Monaco has some special deal where they have their own director. It's the same for the the rally, weirdly. They do their own thing. There's like no rules. Some traditionalist thing I don't understand it yeah well that man needs a sack <laughs> yes have you seen all the memes yeah they're, all, they're yeah. so good yeah <laughs> all week. the one where is it is it the favourite Man City are about to win the league and it's like yeah, Aguero yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, Stroll. so infuriating Lance Stroll though hit that barrier twice maybe in the race yeah. all the mm-hmm. curb very lucky very very lucky to uh, finish the race there uh, but they did do an amazing strategy, I thought, to get to P8. Because it was... Yes. Where was he on the grid? 12th? Yep. Um, Alright, so... Yeah, 13th. 13th. So, net 12th for Leclerc. Mm. 
And mm. I can't remember how they did it now, but I remember thinking at the time, oh, that's actually quite a clever strategy there. I think they stayed out long again. Yeah, they did. They did stayed they? out till lap 59. And he pitted from 8th and came back out 8th. Yeah, that's amazing. So they got the free pit stop. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, but an element, an element of that was Giovinazzi. Uh, <laughs> he was he came out of the pits behind Ocon with better tyres and was quicker but couldn't get past and I think without that yes. he could have been yeah. in eighth or at least ninth so that that helped Stroll a lot because I think I can't remember what, oh yeah Ocon was on the medium tyres which everyone else was on hard so he wasn't very quick yes yeah and so, which sounded like a good idea at first but it clearly wasn't yeah it clearly wasn't but it did seem like a good idea at the time was Simon made an extra stop and got fastest lap with a new oh, race yeah. record as well. Yeah. So at least he got someone out of the weekend. But uh, started P7, finished P7. Woohoo! Yeah. Especially when one car retired that in lap front. That record was a lot quicker as well. Mm. Sorry, Tom. No, it's all right. Was it? How, what, how quick? It was 1.3 seconds quicker than the old one. Wow. Which I assume was, was last year? 114.2 oh, yeah. was 2018. And it was a one twelve point nine. Wowzers! Very impressive from someone in a car that wasn't very confident either. So someone else could probably have gone quicker. Mm, that's true. Yeah, if Max had bit at the end or something, mm. you never know. Yeah, I suppose he couldn't because Sainz was about six, seven yeah. seconds back, just hanging there. Mm-hmm. It pretty much killed him. Perez, I was surprised, probably didn't go for it, but he had the chance of catching. Uh, Norris, so I suppose if yeah. you're going to gamble on a podium or gamble on a point, yeah. you're going to gamble on the podium. Mm-hmm. You're right though, because Vettel was 30 seconds behind him, so he could have. But I guess well done to Max. Um, oh yeah, for- yeah. Two bits of fortune, but uh, to be honest, he had the pace. He probably had the pace to get yeah. pole, and he certainly had the pace to manage the race from the front. So well done I think to we him. said that he would win, right? And it did, so we're right. But then, <laughs> yeah, really, it would it should have been a, more, a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have to fight for it due to other failures. Um, but yeah, he done what he needed to do. He won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Signs P two. Solid drive. Podium for first podium for Ferrari, and yeah. then Lando getting the second podium in the season again. Already, I mean, yeah, five races and two podiums. Yeah. Did you see the similarities between the same podium 10 years previously? Yes. Oh, no, what's that? It was mad, wasn't it? Yeah. It, then it was Vettel as the young upstart for Red Bull, who won. Right. He had Alonso for Ferrari, a Spaniard, in ah. second. And Button for McLaren in third. So wow. a Britain in a McLaren. That is mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I was trying to think, oh, was it like some relatives? Like, you know, Josh Verstappen never won the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. Which means, oh no, Max takes the championship lead for the first time ever. Four points yeah. ahead of Hamilton. Lando's in third, 156. Mm. Um, he is 49 points behind. Where's the head of Bottas? Um, who is it's, it's hard to say with 18 races left anyone's at the title race but he's out of the yeah. title race yeah that's probably why <laughs> he's extra annoyed with the Monaco result there yeah and he's only three points behind three points ahead sorry of Perez now mm. but in the constructors in the constructors Red Bull yeah. now take the lead for the first time in well first time non-Mercedes has had the lead I think in three yeah. years and for all the weirdness of and inconsistencies of Sergio Perez at the minute, he's got yeah, his help towards exactly. it. Yep. He's, ma- he's matching Bottas, essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's only three points behind Bottas in the, in the points as well, so mm. kind of job done at the minute. Yeah. Um, probably the only of you are about the news of the weekend. There's two bits, I suppose. Max Mosley died, uh, I think, over the weekend. Oh, yes, yeah. that's sad. In his 80s, mm-hmm. former FIA president. 
I've only really known from out, outside the track allegations. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which were, I think were... It's a shame that's his legacy. I think we're actually overturned in court. Because I think he sued, I think, the Daily Mail. I think it was. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, let's avoid that. Yeah, but we won't go into the details. Yeah. But I think everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, I'll add a positive thing to that. I think he was behind the Euro NCAP crash tests. Or had a hand in that, which uh, dramatically improved the safety of road cars. So... Mm. Um, and meant the end of the mini metro or rover metro or rover 100 as we knew it because it <laughs> did the urine cap test so bad they had to stop making it <laughs> yeah um, I suppose he was involved in the F1 safety as well after of course yeah because yeah. he had for about 15 years or something as the FIA mm-hmm. president so uh, ah, fair point yeah. um, so he passed away over the weekend and then Mercedes are threatening to protest Red Bull's bendy rear wing and take it to the court of arbitration for sport, I think, and even higher. Yeah. Wow. Um, if they run it in Azerbaijan. So they're basically threatening Red Bull with taking them to court if they do run it. The FIA have announced new tests on the rear wings after Azerbaijan when we go to France, mm. which means uh, Red Bull need to redesign their wings and several other teams need to redesign their rear wings. Is it Ferrari yes. using it? Uh, it's basically the high rate cars, which I think are Ferrari, um, Aston, everyone except Alpine. Yeah. So I think it's real only uh, Mercedes and uh, what are they called? Aston. Aston. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. so now it could swing the other way again. Correct. Yeah, Aston possibly. think they're going to gain, but uh, Red Bull reckon it's going to cost them half a million quid to change the rear wing design in the next month. Mm. Well, they've got that, so I'm not, I'm not crying about that. <laughs> No. Interesting though that they're going for it. I mean, Red Bull cried about DAS, right? It but did. DAS was allowed. This it was. This could be on dodgy ground, maybe. Well, Mercedes mm-hmm. Total Wolf is saying that it is non-compliant and being oh. classed as non-compliant, but Red Bull stance is it's passing all the current tests, which I think is why yeah. the tests are changing. Um, ah, if the tests change, that's a bit weird mid-season, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, the test is basically changing to cause their loophole or whatever they're using because mm-hmm. it passes the safety, yeah. it passes the deflection test while it's stationary, but when it's doing 180, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't see how they can protest that though if if it's passing the tests. I agree. They can Agreed. protest after the tests change. Yeah, and it and it fails that, but I can't see how they can get it through for Azerbaijan. No. So it's it's kind of sitting in a grey area, but if it passes the test, it needs to test pass. Mm-hmm. Sorry, then I'm not sure what they can do either. They reckon it's most tracks it's gained them about three or four tenths, and the worry in Azerbaijan is it gained Red Bull about six tenths. Oh, interesting. Ah, with the long straight. Hmm. Which. Well, we'll have to see. Is is as you can see why they're threatening the legal action. I just. Hmm. I don't know. I think it'll, I I'll pass myself, and I don't think it'll go anywhere. Because what no. what they're essentially protesting is all Red Bull's results in the first five six races of the season. Yeah. Will it be settled with um, a fine and no release and no information, a la Ferrari's engine? <laughs> I think that's a special Ferrari type deal. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I, sorry, I don't, sorry. I don't think anyone else really gets that. I imagine it will be resolved similar to how DAS was in that it will be... Allowed this year. Possibly up for the whole year or at least until a certain point mm. it has to be changed. Yeah. But I can't see them losing anything they've already gained from it. No. I agree. Um, but Paul Ricard, they need a new rear wing as does most of the teams apart from the two we've said and maybe mm-hmm. Williams as well. I don't think they need to do anything. Oh, yeah. okay. But everyone else will need to make changes. Well, let's see. Let's watch closer mm. on that one. I got a couple of comments from drivers after the race very quickly. Yep. One was mm-hmm. Kimi Raikkonen's radio message. Don't know if you heard of that. Heard that <laughs> interview. The yep, guy yeah. engineer's like, great, well done. Do this, do that, do that. And he's just like, ah, but this effing pipe, water pipe is stuck behind my seat. No, like, <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah, you too. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Sorry. Every F1 driver has to say the word guys. And it winds me up a bit. Um... And then Hamilton said, word for word, we lost a lot of points today because of a really, really poor performance from the team. And that is savage. 
Yep. Yeah. He, he was asked by Ziggle Sport, I think. Oh, yeah, Ziggle Sport. Talk mob. Yeah. They always go for it with the questions, mm. those guys. Yeah. The guy asked him, um, have you got lessons to learn after this weekend? He said, me? No. Team, yes. No. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not really on, is it? No. But even if it's true. Yeah. You don't say it in the public. It's just weird. No. Yeah, you don't see it anymore. But then, you know, often drivers are too PR trained. And I have common complaint that they're really boring to listen to. So I like the fact that he's yeah. going for it, but it just it doesn't fit in place, does it? It's, it's weird. No. Um, oh, we missed out Serena Williams, who couldn't be arsed waving yeah. the checkered flag, and then couldn't be yeah. arsed talking to DC after the race, and just <laughs> generally didn't want to be there. Yeah. I just found that so annoying as well, that Coulthard actually basically pushed Max aside Yeah, to talk to Serena Williams, and it's like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I didn't see that bit, but I did see it when she she waved the flag for like the first car, and then stopped, and then I yeah. could just see someone's yeah. arm gonna push in like, no, you're gonna go yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> you got an R seventeen to go. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So uh, Monaco Grand Prix, um, really, really, really dull <laughs> Grand Prix yeah. after Bottas retired. Um, no one crashed. No one crashed. Stroll tries. No safety cars. <laughs> no yellow flags. No. Wow. Oh, Not even a yellow flag. I thought was amazing. But that is amazing. That's kind of why it was so boring in a way. Yeah. Not that we want to see crashes, but a crash at Monaco spices things up. At least a spin. I, no, no, I, I want to see crashes. Oh, I'll say that oh, outright. Yeah. <laughs> it's Monaco. I want to see someone in the wall. <laughs> I want to see Nikita Marsburg landed on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> I think two drivers in the past, but they're in like the you know, 30s, have ended up in the drink. Yeah, have to go yeah. back and look. So, yeah, definitely one has at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah also, the hay bales at the same. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but there's no, there's not even like normally with Monaco. There's mechanical failures or stuff like this because it's like mm-hmm. quite a challenge. But everyone's too good now. Yeah, I long for the days when people used to blow up. You just don't yep. see it. You just don't see it. No, not at all. No. I was going to liven this up by a Monaco quiz, but go on. I'm on board enough as it is about talking about Monaco. <laughs> but I can run through it quickly if you yeah, want. Yeah, go on. Go on, go on. Yeah, go for it. I'm not going to claim this quiz. It's on the F1 website, so someone might have done it before. But Can the listeners play along as well? They can. So there you go. You you guys will need to buzz in. So if you oh. want to shout your names or if you want to make a noise or you want yeah. to pick a noise or whatever. I'm not going to make a noise. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I'll say my name. Can you can say your name. All right, Chris. Oh, oh he's got a sound effect. <laughs> oh, God. What's that? I'll uh, say my name on Nick could do that. It's a shaver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question one. Which British driver finished second to Ove Panis in 1996? Tom, Grand Prix? difficult up. Uh, yes. Correct. <laughs> Is that correct? It was. Question two. Oh, hang on a minute. Are we, got, are we keeping track of scores? You can if you want, if you care that much. (laughs) One. One One for Tom. I'm going to write it down. (laughs) Right, carry on. Question two. The scene in the film Grand Prix where a driver ends up in the harbour was based on the real-life aqueous crash of which driver? I don't know. Giuseppe Farina, Giancarlo Baghetti, Jim Clark, or Alberto Ascari? Tom. Uh, Go on. Ascari. So I'm guessing. That's who I was going to guess. Correct. Oh, I feel bad. You, you can have that point if you want. <laughs> no, that's all right. Okay. 1955 Grand Prix. Okay. How did Michael Schumacher prevent Fernando Alonso from beating his time at Nick. 2006? Oh. Uh, parking at Rascas. Correct. He even got the corner name. Yeah. I paint to lose control of his car at La Rascas. Bringing oh, out the yeah, flags. Well, no points. No points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many times has a member of the Rosberg family won in Monaco? <gasps> Tom. Four. Correct. Oi. Uh, so Keki won I it I thought once. it was going to be a trick and Keki hadn't won it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> Keki won it in 83 and then Nico won it the three that we spoke about. Nice. Uh one that you've preempted, Tom. Who's won the most Monaco Grand Prix? Tom! <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> Correct. 
won six. Only two Monogas drivers have scored points in F1. One is Charles Leclerc. Who Nick. Oh, we know it. <laughs> Go on, Nick. I can't remember his first name, but it was Chiron. Correct. Was it Jacques Chiron? Oui, Chiron. No, no. Ah. You're thinking Jacques Chirac. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was what he said earlier. <laughs> well done. Correct. That's a point, yeah. Damn it. The only, only, only Monogas to win the race, I think. Mm-hmm. 1931. Oh, look at that! Was like, so up <laughs> on our 1930s Grand Prix. It's almost as if we were talking about it by chance before the podcast started. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No, not at all. <laughs> Monaco has only ever featured one DRS zone. Which other circuit in F1 calendar has just one DRS zone? Suzuka, Hungaro Ring, Monza, or Singapore? Ooh. Well, Tom, Singapore. No, it's not Singapore. Well, unless they did it once, but no one. Nick, do you have a guess then? Hmm. Oh, I think you broke up there, what did you say? All right. thinking. Yeah. What are the options again? Suzuka, Hungara Ring, Monza, or Singapore? I'd have to say Hungara Ring. It's not Singapore. Uh-uh. Oh! Suzuka. Suzuka Does it not have one on the back straight and the main straight? It may, this quiz is a year old, so it might have. Ah. <laughs> I, should, I should have probably said that. Um, <laughs> at the time of this quiz was written, it only had one. But I think you're right, I think there is one now on the back straight. Yeah, because they was talking about having it open through 130R one year. Yeah. Wow. Still, that was a good fact of the time. Yeah. yeah. You can have a point if you want, I'm not. <laughs> Nick gets sympathy point. There you go. Yeah. Which driver did uh, Max Verstappen hit the back of in the 2015 Grand Prix? <gasps> oh, Kim, no. Kimi Raikkonen, Passamalo, Marcus, and or Roman Grosjean. Nick, I think it was Raikkonen. Wrong. Ah. What were the options? Kimi, Passamalo, Marcus Ericsson, Roman Grosjean. Past the Maldonado. Wrong. It was Grosjean. Oh. oh someone hit Grosjean instead of the other way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was when it was Lotus, wasn't it? It was the hmm. year that they bought the names or the team off of them. Oh, Bayern. yeah. There was two Lotuses, right, as well. Oh, no. the Right. Sorry. That was later. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. Lotus became, Lotus became Caterham and then Lotus bought the name or at least bought the team I can't remember if it was the name or the team Enstone Team Enstone was called Team Enstone yeah. yeah so Ayrton Senna finished second behind Alan Prost at 1984 Grand Prix who crossed the line third Benny Arnoux Nicky Lauda Stefan Beloff or Keke Rosberg Nick I think it was Stefan Beloff but I don't know why I think that correct Oh, good one. Yeah, the race was red flagged early. And yeah, he, was ca- was, he was catching Senna. It was when he was in the Tolman. Hmm. Wow. Apparently, Rene Anu is in the record books as finishing third because Terrell were disqualified from the championship. Ah. Oh, really? But Beloff finished third on track. He did finish but third on Terrell track. Terrell were disqualified. Wow, well, there you go. I remember that's where Prost kept telling them to stop the race every time he drove past the pit lane. Oh, he's waving his arms around. out of the car. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Okay, so... Is that the end? No. I've got a question here, but given the date, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pre-2019, who, how many pole positions had Lewis Hamilton had at Monaco? Oh. <laughs> Tom, four. One. Oh, Nick's supposed to answer that point. Well, I, uh, I had no idea anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Half point each, if you want. Um, I've got no idea what the points are, by the way. No, I've no got them written down. It's the shambles. <laughs> so, uh, is that the last question? No, I've got a couple more. Oh, okay, because it's tied at the minute. Oh, ah. So, Nelson Piquet once famously described driving at Monaco as like A, being on a skeletric track, B, Pushing a trolley that's one ha- and a half times too wide for the supermarket. C. Riding a bicycle around your living room. Or D. Doing 300 mile an hour through the Mont Blanc tunnel in Russia. Tom, uh, the, the bicycle one. 
I think it was either that or the first one you said. I'm it's pretty sure I've heard. Track. Yeah, I've heard the quotes for both of those, but I couldn't couldn't tell you who said them. The answer is the riding a bicycle around the living room. Oh. It takes the lead with one question left. Mm. <laughs> I hope there's no yeah. tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> which of the bows, which of these names has never been used uh, for the hairpin? Ah. <laughs> oh. We haven't well, discussed no, this before the race either. <laughs> yeah. Is it Woes, Eppingle, Station, or Fairmont? One Nick. of them has never been used. Nick. Ah, damn it. Yeah, Can that's not what I was again? expecting. No. <laughs> I thought it was going to so be which was the name before. No, so which bowl has never been used as a name? Woes, Eppingle, Station, or Fairmont? It's the second one. Eppingle. I think. It's definitely what are you saying? Eppingle. A pingo. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's French, but uh, correct. It's not a pingo. Right. It's never been called a pingo. It was originally known as Station Hairpin. Mm. Um, and, and then, then the, at some point, it's been called Woz and Fairmont. Yeah, that's the hotel names. I think it's yeah Grand Hotel now or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then that's a draw, and we have no tiebreak questions. There's one more. Oh, oh here we go. This is oh. it. Oh, God. It's a picture question. <laughs> 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 I can't uh, give you that one. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, hold on. I'll find, I need to find a new quiz. Oh, no. <laughs> let me, let me cut, let do this. Oh, this is a tiny question. This is amazing. Okay. Five drivers led in the closing stages at the end of the 1982 race. But oh. Who was the victor? Andrea De Cesaris, Ricardo Patrese, Didier Pironi, or René Arnoux? Tom! Cool. The second one. I was thinking Pironi. Oh, so Patrese or Pironi? I went for Patrese. Whoever gets the right one. It was Ricardo Patrese. <sighs> oh! That's an amazing race. It's all on YouTube, I think. Is that the one where yeah. Prost crashes and then... Yeah. Patrese, I think... Spins out and stalls. Yeah, I was thinking, I knew something happened to him. I think he spins out from the lead and stalls at the hairpin, now Grand Hotel. He then <laughs> reverse bump starts it down Pingu. the hill. Oh, yeah, Pingu, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> reverse bump starts down the hill, goes, and then like the other three leaders all break down or crash or whatever at the end. It's uh, mental. Yeah, I remember De Cesaris. I couldn't even say that name. De Cesaris. I still can't say it properly. It sounded good to me. Just roll. Andrea. <laughs> I remember him pulling to the side of the track. I he think he broke down in the tunnel. Yeah. He ran out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy one. Derek, Derek Daly was after Chez's reading, uh, was leading the race, but he had already lost, lost his wings, apparently, and broken his gearbox. Yeah. So he was gubbed as well. Um, I think that wasn't the year. Who was the fifth then? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember now. No, I don't know. Was the Ford in there as well? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. No. Anyway, yeah. what, watch it yeah, on YouTube. It's, it's really good. Mirror Walker's yeah. going crazy. Uh, along yeah. with uh, James Hunt. It's pretty good. The issue now <laughs> is you have set a precedent and we'll be expecting a quiz for the next one. <laughs> That's fine. The quiz about the Azerbaijan Grand Prix has only been, what, four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that would line things up after yeah, Monaco. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, it was definitely more exciting than the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was looking actually even for, to do a little BTCC news roundup, but there is only one story, and that yeah. is that uh, Senna Proctor is going to be racing for BTC Racing the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Some northern representation there. Any thoughts? I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. Quite. Yeah, good. It could have been... Um, any Tom, Dick, and Harry with some cash, but it's someone who's won a race before and done quite well mm-hmm. before. But then his career's gone a bit weird since because he had that weird year in the Subaru, which is always going to be a struggle. Yeah, but no one got on with that Subaru yeah, apart from exactly. Ashton. Yeah, and apparently last year with the new Hyundai, there was a bit of a team split, no sharing of data and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a good car. Yeah, it's a race winning car already this year. So there you go. You see, three fastest laps and all that. I want to oh, actually yeah. what. 
you reminded me of one thing that Michael Kreese did compete in the Porsche Super Cup at Monaco and yes. avoided the there was a big pile up on the first lap and he just sneaked through there's like a wheel the car, the car's coming towards him and he just made it so I don't know where he finished but he didn't finish last certainly and certainly wasn't uh, in the big pile up so well done tricky first venue to have your first risk yeah yeah, and uh, Roman Grosjean yeah, going, going pretty well in IndyCar. Good. I watched the Indy GP two weeks ago. Um, qualified in pole, was leading almost all the race. Wonderful. Um, until I think like the third or fourth stint of pit stops when he went on the prime tyre. He got mm. overtaken and couldn't get back, but P2 uh, for Roman there. And it was the Indy 500 this weekend, which uh, Roman isn't doing. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about doing them next year. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, he says he's thinking about doing ovals now, but he needs to convince his family and then do a test. Yeah. And maybe be signed by one of the top teams. Because he's, mm-hmm. not, he's not necessarily in the quickest. Another oval kind of the same car, apart from the two engines, but um, they're not known as like the best team on ovals, apparently. Hmm. But he'll, he'll, if he carries on this one, he'll be in demand. Yeah. Yep. So, well done to him for P2 there. Um, yeah, congrats. I won't watch all the Indy 500 like last year. <laughs> no. I don't want to be that bored, but no. we'll watch the highlights, I guess, and probably come back and talk about that next yep. time mm-hmm. out. Next time for F1 is Azerbaijan. And a week and so time now. Yeah, between the 4th and the 6th uh, of June. Yep, and we've still got couple of weeks until GTCC mm-hmm. two weeks till that comes back for around what, four to six mm-hmm. at Snetterton so well, I guess we'll be back after Azerbaijan uh, and also catch up with the GTCC after that so cheers Sounds for good. joining me, hopefully it wasn't too greedy after that race ah, it was <laughs> uh, good, I enjoyed it yep hopefully Hopefully, as a pajama, a bit more exciting. Yeah, we've had really boring races there, and then we've had the most mad race ever there. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hoping for the latter. So mm-hmm. we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and see you both then. Thank you. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye.